0: Yeah, good morning and welcome to The Papers. It is Wednesday, the 8th of November, 2023. I'm Richie Allen. Good to be talking to you. As I begin the recording, it is 7.40am. Exactly 7.40am. It's piddling down again here in Salford. Horrible weather this week. Another soaking was hardly enjoyed by myself this morning out with the puppies. Anyway, enough of my whinging. Let's look at the front pages of the UK Daily Newspapers. Let's start with the Metro, which people will be picking up as they board trams and buses here in uh, in, in Salford. The King's Speech is the headline on the front page of the Metro. The King's Speech: Charles's state debut. Basically, many papers, many of the papers, carrying photographs of him delivering his first speech at the state opening of Parliament yesterday. King ZZZ implies it was boring, very little new in it. As the Metro says, that the government's plans underwhelmed even its supporters, saying that one uh, th- that of the twenty-one bills mentioned, the lowest number since 2014, none were new and seven carried over from the last parliament. The iPaper, another photograph of a pretty underwhelmed Charles. Headline, Braverman split with number 10 on tents as Tories accuse her of leadership bid. Well, Sibela Braverman is the Home Secretary, and a proposal of hers to restrict the use of tents by homeless people, which did not feature in Charles' speech was never cleared, apparently, by the Prime Minister, Rishi Sunak, and left officials blindsided. So the allegation is this comment by Braverman is that the government would try And restrict the use of tents. Wasn't cleared by number 10. Wasn't given the green light by Sunak. And some Tories are claiming that she is positioning herself for a future run at the leadership. Maybe after the Tories are obliterated in the election next year. Some are saying next May. Maybe. Maybe not. Not that it matters to you or to me. That's the eye paper. The Daily Express. Sunak accuses Starmer of plot to lock UK in EU deal. The Express is accusing Starmer, the Labour leader, of planning to ditch Brexit freedoms and shackle the UK to a fresh EU deal if Starmer and his Labour Party form the next government, that is. So there'll be a lot of this between now and next May, if indeed it is May, the election. A lot of this stuff. Labour will try and shackle the, ye- the UK back into deals with the EU which will remove some of the free- freedoms of the UK to, um, well, to do its own deals with countries around the world. You'll be hearing a lot of that, no doubt, in the weeks and months to come. the Times Police Resist Calls to Ban March, we'll come back to that. The Metropolitan Police is resisting political pressure to ban pro-Palestinian march, a pro-Palestinian march, said to take place in London on Saturday, Armistice Day. The paper the Times says the Forces Commissioner Mark Rowley has said the commemorations will be protected, but that a ban would require a threat of serious disorder, which is a threshold not yet crossed. That's what he is saying. Other newspapers are reporting that Rowley is saying that in order for the police to ban the pro-Palestinian march on Saturday, there would need to be some change in the law. We'll come back to that. The Guardian front page Same story. Defiant Met Chief Rejects Minister's uh, Calls to Ban Pro-Palestinian March. Defiant Met Chief Rejects Minister's Calls to Ban Pro-Palestinian March. There is a photograph of a vigil on the front of the Guardian. uh, Two, a photograph of people lighting candles at a vigil for Israeli hostages being held by Hamas in Gaza. That's the Guardian. And if you have dealt with a eating disorder or you know somebody who is going through that there is an interesting interview in the guardian today with uh, the actor Christopher Eccleston who has himself battled an eating disorder the headline is my eating disorder was imprisoning it's the daily mail front page pray they don't end up with a riot at the Cenotaph. So a number of newspapers going with this pro-Palestinian march this coming weekend. Remember, for the last three weekends, we've had pro-Palestinian marches up and down the country, and they have passed largely, without any incident really, of, of any note, right, okay? There have been one or two arrests, there have been one or two idiots shouting things like death to Jews and rubbish like that, and they've been arrested, quite rightly, and presumably they will be charged, because that's intolerable, but largely without any incident, because the great majority of people protesting, at least it seems from the footage I have observed in any case, are peaceful people appalled at the carnage and the genocide in Gaza. Okay, that's how I see it, and that is my opinion. The Daily Telegraph, the headline is, Hamas fighters last stand at hospital. So the telegraph carries a report from Gaza describing a quote last stand by Hamas fighters allegedly at a hospital in the north of Gaza. The telegraph says Israeli forces have cornered the few remaining members of a 1000-strong battalion at the site of the hospital and quotes a commander, an Israeli commander, who says Hamas's forces have proved less formidable than feared. They talk the talk, but they don't walk so good. And that's according to Lieutenant Colonel Blick. Lieutenant Colonel Blick of the IDF. So the Telegraph alleges there is a last stand, a 1,000-strong battalion of Hamas fighters. They're hiding near a hospital, and they are now surrounded by Israeli forces. The Telegraph. Financial Times. Accounting watchdog scraps plans for full-scale overhaul of boardroom rules. Uh, This is to do with corporate practice and the governance of corporate practice. The paper says the scrapped plans include greater requirements for diversity reporting and new responsibilities around environmental, social and governance issues. The Sun, as a photograph of Girls Allowed, or the four remaining members of Girls Allowed, Sarah Harding, of course, who was in the band, uh, sadly passed away with breast cancer back in 2021, didn't she? But the band are back. They have a new single dedicated to Sarah Harding. Girls Aloud will have an album and then there will be a tour and that's in the sun today. Front page of the Daily Mirror, uh, Britney Spears. The headline is on the Mirror front page, Oops! Britney Sister to Tell All. In Jungle. Jamie Lynn Spears is apparently, or has apparently, been lined up to take part in I'm a Celebrity, Get Me Out of Here. And the bosses of that show are hoping that she will spill the beans on her turbulent relationship with her sister. I can hardly wait. I don't know about you. Uh, the Daily Star, fantastic. Uh, carrots turned me into Oompa Loompa. The Daily Star leads with a vegetarian who says that eating 10 carrots a day has given her an orangey glow. As the paper says, she is now urging people to ditch unhealthy sunbeds and get a natural tan by snacking on carrots instead. And the front page of the Daily Star really is worth a look, because the woman in question, the, the vegetarian who's eaten 10 carrots a day, is pictured as, uh, as is Gene Wilder from... <laughs> From Charlie and the Chocolate Factory and some of the vertically challenged actors who played the Oompa Lumpas. The song will be going around in your head all day. Oompa Loompa, la 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 la. Remember that? You'll never get it out of your head. I know I'm a lousy old Baxter. The Papers with me, Richie Allen, for the 8th of November 2023. Let's look inside. Some of the papers. The Telegraph. Here's a story in The Telegraph. Headline Debanking complaints surge in wake of Nigel Farage's NatWest scandal. You'll remember that Nigel Farage was told by Coots they were closing his bank account. Coots is a very prestigious bank, you've got to be very wealthy to be in there. And Farage alleged at the time that he was being debanked because of his political views. And this was a, a claim that was borne out by the evidence. Indeed, that's exactly what happened. Scary enough, even if you despise Nigel Farage as I do. And and he's not unique. I, you know, I don't exclusively despise Conservative politicians. I despise them all equally. I don't make any... Um, I have no favourites in terms of those I, I don't like. Anyway, it doesn't matter who I like and who I don't like. So, the Financial Ombudsman opened 1,613 new cases related to all a, all bank account closures in the six months to the end of September. And that's equivalent to around 268 cases each month. And that's a huge increase on the amount of complaints given to the financial ombudsman in the previous year, a massive increase, right? So a lot of people feel these days that they've been debanked, or their bank has closed their account because of their opinions. I'm very interested in this, because a couple of years ago, more than a couple of years ago, PayPal closed the bank account, sorry, it closed the PayPal account for the Richie Allen show, refused to give me any explanation, and kept several hundred pounds, by the way, that was uh, resting, (laughs) resting in that account. That's my father, Father Ted Crilly. So there was a few hundred quid in that PayPal account. I lost it. They deleted the account. I reported it to the financial ombudsman at the time. The financial ombudsman, the person handling the case was nice. It was a woman, came back to me, said, right, we'll open an inquiry into this. And after a few months, they got back to me and said, there's nothing we can do about it. Nothing. We're pretty powerless. PayPal has the right to close people's accounts at any time, blah, blah, blah. So that was that. So I couldn't use PayPal. And it did have a significant financial impact on the Richie Allen show because PayPal was so convenient. And it is such a convenient service. I later on opened another one and tried to disguise it a bit better. And that lasted for about a month and then that one was closed as well. They're bastards. And I hate them. And I'm somebody who practices. I preach non-hatred. I preach... You know, not giving in to that dark side of our characters. Don't dwell on it. Don't hate. It's such a negative emotion. But I hate them. And that's because I'm somebody who, I, I'm, I'm very fond of confronting anybody who does or has done me any harm. I love to get in front of them. Stand in front of them face-to-face. I'm not talking about physically challenging them, but speaking to them directly and challenging them and putting them on the back foot kind of a thing. And of course, with PayPal and with Google, you can't do it. You can't do it with Twitter, with Facebook. Scumbags, because they are, right, hiding in offices in Dublin and in San Francisco, can delete people and restrict their visibility, and they never have to answer for that. We never get a chance to confront them. And this is why the hatred burns deep within me for these people who would delete accounts and steal your money all because somebody doesn't like your point of view rather than challenge you face to face like a man. And tell you why they don't like your point of view. Or maybe have the guts to come and meet you on a platform somewhere. Like men, like women. And, and, and right, you have your say, I'll have my say, and we'll let people make their own minds up. Anyway, it still pisses me off. The Times... Police. We th- th- This was the front page of the Times. Police resist demands to ban pro-Palestinian march on Remembrance Day. So, Rowley, the Met commissioner, is resisting political pressure to ban the march. Right. He is insisting, though, that he will protect Remembrance Day uh, commemorations. Yes. Uh, he said the threshold for a ban, requiring a threat of serious disorder, had not been met, although he did not rule it out as a last resort if the intelligence picture changed before Saturday. He said the Met would place strict conditions on marchers if necessary to make sure events around the Cenotaph were completely protected. I would say to anybody who is planning to go to London on Saturday, if in the meantime the Met police declares that the march is banned, ignore it and ignore him. You must not comply with tyranny or with tyrants. If you want to go to London on Saturday to peacefully protest the slaughter of children in Gaza, you do it, no matter what Mark fucking Rowley says, or anybody else for that matter. But be peaceful at all times. Do not threaten, and I know you won't, I know you won't. You haven't ever done it, so you're not going to do it now. Don't threaten Jewish people. Don't harass people selling poppies. You know, dispense with stupid um, anti-Jewish statements and chanting, even though I know you don't do that in any case. But if they attempt to ban it and you want to go there, you go there. As the Telegraph British women are worst binge drinkers in the developed world. This is inside the Telegraph. British women are the worst in the developed world for binge drinking, according to international data. Well, who did this research? Well, the Organisation for Economic Cooperation and Development, or the OECD. And it suggests, the research suggests, that the rise of wine o'clock has permeated the UK in ways not seen elsewhere. The figures show 26% of women in Britain report, quote, heavy episodic drinking, end quote, more than twice the OECD average of 12%. Only 2% of women in Italy and 4% of those in Spain reported such habits, along with 12% of those in France. So 29 countries were looked at and uh, the UK is the worst. Men were still significantly more likely than women in the UK to indulge in such habits with a figure of 45%, the fourth highest of all the countries examined. Uh, This compares with an OECD average of 27%. Only Romania, Denmark and Luxembourg had higher levels of men admitting such habits. Binge drinkers. The Guardian, headline inside. This is a story inside The Guardian. AI Pictionary and a Robo Dog make UK shops' hottest Christmas toy list. There's a new version of Pictionary, remember that, and it pits artist against artificial intelligence. Wow. And a pet Robo Dog with a wagging tail. These are the most uh, sought after toys on Christmas list this year. Retailers say The Guardian are praying for better sales during this key festive trading period. As The Guardian reports, the cost of living crisis looms large over the Christmas celebrations. The Toy Retailer Association's annual Dream Toys list of the 20 hottest gifts includes a dozen that are under 50 quid. The Pictionary vs. AI game will set you back £24. Uh, the cheapest toy is a £9 Squishmallow. This is very popular, apparently, with the popular soft toy expected to sell in huge quantities. What a terribly, terribly stressful time it is for people, for parents particularly, with the cost of living crisis, which pisses me off even saying it, because it is a manufactured crisis designed to hoover up real wealth, designed to put people into terrible debt so that their possessions can be taken from them. Yeah, it is, it really is. And um, Paul Reeder, chair of the selection committee, said the toy list focused on hero toys, but there were products to suit everybody's budget. Yeah. the Daily Mail. Roger Waters says Hamas were morally bound to resist occupation on October 7th and accuses Israel of making up stories about the terror attack. This is not really new. Roger Waters has been um, a very loud voice for many, many years in terms of supporting the rights of the people of Palestine. So this isn't really new. Uh, the, the The Daily Mail says he stoked controversy over the summer by wearing a Nazi-style coat to his concerts. I was at his concert at the AO Arena in Manchester. In fact, I took the engineer for the Richie Allen radio show, Paul Ripley, there as a treat, because Paul loves him. I have to say, I was never so bored in all my life. I've, I've never been a fan, you see, of Pink Floyd's music, for whatever reason. One or two of the songs, yeah, yeah, I like one or two of the songs, but my God, over two hours of it, I it bored me to tears. Not that it matters, but yes, he made statements while on stage at the time about Gaza. He's always been a uh, supporter, as I said, of the rights of those in Gaza. In the statement he made, he questioned the claims about beheaded babies. Of course I don't condemn the attack on Israel, he said, but the thing was thrown out of all proportion by the Israelis, making up stories about beheading babies. Yeah. The Sun has a terrible story. A lot of newspapers carrying this story today about a couple who died on holiday back in 2018. There's been an inquest into the, into the death of the British couple. They died in Egypt back in 2018. The headline is, Holiday Tragedy Brit Couple Fell Ill and Died After Egyptian Hotel Room Next to Theirs Was Fumigated for Bed Bugs Hours Earlier. Terribly, terrible bad looks at. John and Susan Cooper died after reportedly falling ill from E. coli poisoning while sleeping in their hotel room at this resort in Egypt because chemicals were used to fumigate the room next door. They were overcome in their sleep by this and they died. They were from Burnley in Lancashire and they had been staying at the Steigenberger Aquamagic Hotel in the Red Sea resort of Hurgada in Egypt. That's a kind of a cautionary tale, isn't it? It's kind of something you might need to know if you're staying in resorts anywhere let alone the Middle East. Uh, the Telegraph um, this is an interesting one if you're into your rock music. Led Zeppelin album cover, mystery solved, as Thatcher's identity rooted out. So if you can picture the cover of Led Zeppelin's fourth album, uh, right, there's a man carrying a bundle of sticks featured on the album cover right? Think of it. This is the album containing Stairway to Heaven, by the way, which is arguably Led Zeppelin's most famous song. So, the Telegraph says, the mystery face of Led Zeppelin's fourth album has been identified as a Victorian Thatcher. The sleeve of the 1971 record, known as Led Zeppelin IV, has no text and features a portrait of an old man carrying a bundle of sticks. A fan of the band has now revealed the figure was a Victorian Thatcher from Wiltshire, and his name was Lot Long. Who discovered this? Brian Edwards did. He's a local historian, and he made the discovery after he was leafing through a selection of 19th century photographs, and he spotted the image of an old man who looked remarkably familiar from his teenage years of rock fandom. Speaking to the Telegraph, Mr Edwards said, My jaw hit the floor. I knew straight away it was him. I knew where I'd seen him before. And he'd been listening to Led Zeppelin in his teenage years. He said it's an iconic album. I hope the band will be pleased with my uh, find. That's right. He curated an exhibition at the Wiltshire Museum Edward spotted the original portrait in a photo album which was up for sale at Duke's Fine Art Auctioneers in March 2023. He persuaded the museum to buy the collection for £500. The original portrait was taken in the 1890s and was captioned a Wiltshire Thatcher uh, Thatcher, yeah, and was accompanied by a handwritten note which read Reminiscences of a Visit to Shaftesbury. Uh, Whitsuntide, Tide, 1892, a present to auntie from Ernest. Lot Long is the man's name. If you have a copy of that album, Led Zeppelin 4 you're obviously over the moon now, to be told that by your BBG. That is nearly it for the papers for Wednesday, the 8th of November 2023. I'm Richie Allen. Do not forget, the Richie Allen Show will be live at 5 o'clock UK time this afternoon, presented by my good self. Do please, if you get a chance, download the app for The Richie Allen Show. You'll get it via Google Play. You'll get it via the App Store. It's excellent. It enables you to send a message to me instantly into the studio. And if you do download the app, please consider leaving a review for it. I would be very grateful if you would do that. That was the papers then. Speak to you later. Have a fantastic Wednesday and do try and stay dry.